there are some couples who try to avoid conflict and actually that's not healthy. You know? They sweep everything under the carpet. They are positive, so super positive about everything, you know. They laugh about it, they smile and, and all that. But actually, um, the marriages are kind of breaking up from within. I'm Park Sun, a father and grandfather, a relationship coach and author of The Modern Day Dad. And I'm Hafiz, a father of four, a transformational coach and a dad in progress. We Are Dads too. is a podcast for fathers by fathers. Each week, we have conversations about different aspects of fathering. We will also be talking with experts to get their opinions or have other dads join us too. Because we are dads too, we understand the challenges dads face. Our children grow up way too fast. So we need to take effective action that involves personal and lasting change for our children and also for ourselves. Let's go on a transformational journey together because we are dads too. Hey Hafiz. Hey Paxson. <laughs> How are you? Yep, we are communicating, I hope. Yes, well, we've been communicating. I hope we will not have conflict. <laughs> why, why do you say that? Why do you say that? Uh, well, I hope. I said I hope. But uh, as you know, communication, when people are communicating, because we are all imperfect communicators, right? Mm -hmm. um, we think that we know what we're saying. We, we, we hear the words. We form the words in our minds and we utter the words. But we sometimes are not aware that there are emotions in us and underlying, you know, underneath the words are full of emotions. Mm -hmm. And people, when they listen to us talk, uh, the slight intonation, the change in the, the, the volume or the you know, emphasis sends a different message. And that's how conflict arises. Right, right, right. So I, I hope uh, we can learn something today. Uh, together. Oh yeah, we we should we should. You know, how we can uh, avoid conflict, but when the conflict happens, how we should manage them? How can we manage them in the best manner? So yeah. so I I uh, give, want to give this um, uh, analogy, all right? Like uh, a flooding area, because I I work in uh, Cambodia. Certain mm -hmm. places are always flooding, and uh, something you can learn from the Cambodians actually. Um, you know when. To prevent a flood, the flood usually you put uh, sandbags. Mm. You make uh, some you kind of wall. yeah, a bit wall near the river. Mm. So that is one way to uh, prevent the flood from coming over to your house, mm -hmm. right? But the other way is to build your house higher. Uh huh. So yes. most of the houses there, especially in those uh, flood-prone area, they have um, you know stilts, on stilts, on yes. stilts right? Um, <coughs> two, sometimes three meters high. Wow, that's high. Very high. Mm. So that's how sometimes the flood <laughs> goes up too. Okay. And I, I, I use this energy because um, when we talk about conflict management, right, we really have to understand that we are trying to build houses high enough so that when there's flood coming in, we are not drowned mm -hmm. and be in that kind of situation. So we have to be prepared. Mm. Right? You have to be prepared such that when uh, conflict does happen, when arguments does happen, when problems crop up and you are emotionally stressed and everything comes into play, you are able to put aside the so-called troubled waters mm. and you know, let it pass under you instead of being drowned in it. In it. And when you are drowned in something, as again, usually you will not be able to 
be rational, rational, mm. and everything becomes very uh, emotional. emotional. Emotionally charged, yes. And yes. to solve conflict when you're emotional, there's no way, oh, no way, no way you can mm. you can solve anything no. when you're emotional. You're not thinking yeah. clearly. You're not thinking at all. Actually, <laughs> you're just driven by emotions. You you use the word flooding, and actually that's a physiological condition, uh, a state that we, many people get into, uh, and it's called flooded. Okay, and flooded describes the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for among many things, emotional self-regulation. So when you get angry, you know, when somebody says something insulting, offensive, or hurts mm. you, uh, you know, you start to get angry and your heart rate begins to climb, you know, goes to 80 beats per minute, 85, 90, 95. And that's the kind of the threshold for many people. Mm. When you exceed 95 beats per minute, um, okay, at the same time, your body is releasing cortisol, adrenaline, and it starts to flood your brain, mm. all right, especially the, the thinking part of the brain. And when you cross a, a, a threshold of 95 beats per minute, you're considered flooded. Um, and so when you see people flying into a rage, you know, mm -hmm. really losing control and, and being so angry, road rage, for example, yeah. you know, they just get out of the car and, and beat up the other driver. And after that, all right, a few minutes or kind of a half an hour after that, when they've cooled down, and they will say something like, did I do that? That wasn't me, you know, I wasn't thinking. And they're actually right, they were not thinking. You know, they were just taken over by that anger. And so to prevent a conflict, especially one that is, uh, or to prevent yourself from flying, you know, off the handle and into a rage, is to be aware of your body condition, your heart rate, you know, and how your body is responding. But I don't think, maybe it's not really totally possible to avoid conflicts. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially in marriage, you know, we need to we need to allow ourselves to be in the conflict because after all, the two persons who are married together to each other are different, you know, and therefore you will have disagreements, you will have disputes, and we, we kind of uh, use the word conflict to describe all of those. There are some couples who try to avoid conflict and actually that's not healthy. You know, they sweep everything under the carpet, they are positive, so super positive about everything, you know. They laugh about it, they smile and, and all that. But actually, um, the marriages are kind of breaking up from within. Yeah, I suppose it's about you know, building that uh, flood, uh, you know, blocking uh, things, whatever you call it, mm. uh, beside the river. Or building that uh, house higher than the, um, than the flood. So you're right, uh, avoiding conflict is not the solution, especially if this serious it is about serious problems. These mm -hmm. issues are not uh, are not dealt with, and uh, it will also mean that uh, it these problems will get bigger, mm -hmm. and when it gets bigger, it's more difficult to uh, control. Right? That's right. Yeah. So this is something that uh, we want to avoid, and uh, maybe we can also uh, discuss today. And, and this is the this is the context. Uh, we want to have uh, uh, clarity on what are the outcome that we want mm -hmm. when we are. Uh, resolving uh, the conflict, all right? Because in conflict, after there's a conflict, there's always anxiety. You know, uh, there's there's even uh, you know we get become detached. Mm. That's what we spoke uh, in the right. previous episode, and then uh, there's a bit of emotional withdrawal. You know, and uh, it may relate to that issue of uh, you know uh, divorce and uh, breaking marriage breakers that we spoke about. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a few episodes ago, and may even lead to uh, unintended. Uh, actions or behaviors like violence, oh, yes. you know, and um, uh, violence can be both 
you know, can be uh, physical violence, can be emotional violence, mm -hmm. you know, abuse. Yeah. And these are the things that you want to, uh, it's a no-no, right? Because uh, when we talk about the marriage breakers, why we talk about it first? Because we want to avoid those things. We should not even approach anything near those things. That's right. All right? And now we are discussing what are the things that we can do, all right, ahead of those things to make sure that we don't even go near mm -hmm. uh, the marriage breakers. And um, therefore, when you know when we have conflict, like many things, right? It's not doesn't mean it's bad. Conflict no. is there for a reason. That's right. It's because if things have reached a certain stage where it needs some uh, a new way of looking at things, mm. um, we need to. No, I mean we have differences, and therefore we need to align, such that we can move forward. Mm -hmm. So conflict is not bad. In fact, conflict is is good if you are able to understand, be aware, and then come up with. The right approach to resolve right. it. Yeah, yeah. Dr. John Gottman uh, says that uh, couples should not be afraid of conflict. In fact, conflict is every conflict is an opportunity for them to know each other better and love one another more. Okay, because through conflict you really see the, your difference, the difference between the two of you. You begin, and if you have the right attitude of appreciating rather than comparing and competing, you know who's right and who's wrong. But you begin to really see, you know, okay, this is where we are different and we appreciate the difference and we begin to understand each other. Um, so conflict is a good opportunity for couples to know each other. Now, he also says that there are two different kinds of conflicts, generally speaking. One is what he calls the solvable ones, all right? And these are usually more of the situational kind, like, all right, what are we going to have for lunch? <laughs> so the the guy says even I want, that even that can cause a lot of conflict sometimes. <laughs> it, it is a conflict. It is a conflict, but it is a solvable one. Yeah. Uh, so the guy says I want McDonald's. The girl says I want um I want pizza. Right. Okay. So how do you solve that conflict or that disagreement? You know that mismatch. So many people will immediately think of compromise. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now there are a few ways to compromise. Well. They might agree that okay, this today we will have McDonald's. We'll go with a guy, you know, with McDonald's. The next time we'll go and have pizza. All right, that's a compromise. Okay, so it's win-win. But today, someone wins and the other one loses. Yeah. <laughs> the next time, one wins again and the other one loses. Yeah. Okay, so compromise is not always a win-win situation like yes. many people think. Uh, more often than not, it is a win-lose situation or Worst case scenario, lose lose. Yeah. For example, you know, okay, let's not have McDonald's or pizza. Let's go for uh, fishball noodles. <laughs> but very thankfully, today we have the food delivery services. You know, <laughs> um, so you can call, you know, whatever food panda, Deliveroo, yeah. or whatever your yeah. food del delivery uh, vendor is, and it says, okay, get me McDonald's and, and then get me a uh, pizza. So yeah. today, these kind of things are easily solved. Mm. So that's a, but. 69%, 69% of conflicts that couples have are of the other kind, mm. the unsolvable ones, the perpetual ones. And these are perpetual because they have things, it's something to do with personality. Mm. And personality doesn't change very quickly, mm. it doesn't change often. Mm. It has to do with your upbringing, it has to do with your belief system, your convictions, your values, you know. And therefore, these things uh, are not easily solved, okay? And therefore, they keep popping up again and again. And sometimes, you know, one or both couples can get very tired and says, 
oh, I thought we talked about this already, you know, how come you were always bringing this up, okay, and stonewalling uh, can happen. So that is the more crucial um, type of conflicts that couples need to learn to manage. Now, because they are hard to solve, so couples should not need to manage their expectations and not think about solving them, but just managing them. Okay, because they are hard to solve. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you need to manage them and you what we need to get to is not about just uh, finally resolving it and says, okay, we'll not need to talk about this again. Okay. Now I'll give you an example. Uh, all right, one of the one couple who were going to get married, okay, uh, the, the husband was the, the boyfriend was telling the girl, right, when we get married and we have our own home, you know. Uh, my mother is coming to live with us. Mm. Oh, sensitive. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and the girl, you know what the girl said? Now, this is direct quotation. Over my dead body. Oh, Non-compromise. Non eh? Non-compromise. <laughs> All right. Very strong reaction. Over my dead body. Yeah. And they, they tried talking about this over and over and over again. And they just could not get to the bottom of it. Until a friend, a mutual friend of theirs came in and had dinner with them and mm. he began to, you know, probe and all that. Now, he's a skilled uh, mediator, mm. okay? And so he knows the right questions to ask. And, and finally, he was able to get the girl to, you know, to reveal something that happened during her younger days, okay? See, what happened in her home is that, you know, her mother likes to keep the house very tidy. And so she's constantly cleaning and throwing things away. And... The mother would go into her room and clean up the room, move things around and throw things away without telling her, without her permission. So when she comes home, you know, she would find things moved and find things missing and she would ask the mother, did you draw this away? And she got very angry. And in her mind, in her heart, she says to herself, when I get married, I want to have my own home and I want to have my own privacy. This will never happen to me again. So what 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 is the moral of this story is that Many of us have our dreams, mm -hmm. and our dreams may come from our what happened to us during our childhood or growing mm -hmm. up years, mm -hmm. and so you know, uh, and sometimes we forget, and so these dreams when we when we feel that our dreams are under threat, you know, oh, I'm not going to be able to fulfill my dream. That's where the reaction comes, mm -hmm. you see, and so you know, and and if we are not open about it, that's where. Uh, this conflict continues and perpetual and becomes, you know, ends in a gridlock. Now, so what the other spouse needs to do and what both spouse actually need to do is what John Gottman says, become a dream detective. Okay. So when, when one partner has very strong opinions or a position about certain thing, okay. Uh, another couple I know, okay. Uh, the wife says, no junk food, no McDonald's, absolutely no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the husband says, but the children like it. Okay. How about once in a while? No. <laughs> so what do you do? You know? Yeah. So I told the husband, well, it's always good. This question is a very good question. Try to ask as often as you can, why is this so important to you? Why is this so important to you? Mm -hmm. And then they will begin to review. I mean, give it time. Be patient, they will reveal to you why this is important. I and mean, it's beyond facts, okay? I mean, this husband actually went to do some research and, you know, to, 
to build a case to show the wife that well, McDonald's may be unhealthy food, it may be junk food, but not exact, not that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so sometimes facts help, but sometimes you just miss the point if you're just presenting facts. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot easier. So you're talking about um, not having uh, assumption. You know, whenever you are speaking to your spouse, for example, I mean, you're talking about family of origin here. Mm. I mean, um, the, 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 the wife had issues which are unresolved That's right. for so long. And uh, there's no way, as you said, you can resolve that. Mm -hmm. But if you ask the right question, you don't assume, you begin to understand why. Mm -hmm. And when you understand why, to me, whether it becomes a different level really. That's right. It's no longer the issue of whether you your mom stays with you or not, right? It's a deeper issue. Uh, about uh, you don't. I mean, what is it? Is about you do not want you want to achieve your ideal, uh, right? Home right. and uh, institution and many ways to to serve that. And if other needs are being uh, fulfilled, or that issue is being you can overcome that issue with other means, other ways. And only that you can even now speak to your uh, you know the mother-in-law and so on for her to be careful, all right? Mm. Uh, not into now you understand already the situation not to go there mm -hmm. all right so things will be much clearer that's right if you don't ask you don't get if you don't get things cleared up you don't get clarity and that says always things are muddled up things are always based on assumptions based on uh, judgments mm. and so on and so forth yeah so what happened to this girl if i may continue mm -hmm. the story so you know when this came out to the open you know the the boyfriend I mean, his eyes were open and he says, oh, I see, now I really understand. You see, so what, what this girl really needed was understanding, you know, empathy and alliance, as I mentioned in the last episode, that, you know, I'm on your side, okay, you know, so I really hear you, I, I, I totally understand, I empathize with you, okay, so now let's see what we can do about it. Then later on, he began to assure the girlfriend, you know, fiancé, and says, you know, um, Maybe you're projecting your mother into my mother, you know, but you, you know my mother and you know she's not like that. She probably will unlikely to do anything like what, what your mother did. So can you be assured, you know, do you have, can you have the assurance that, you know, that this will not happen and therefore you have no reason to fear and by projecting into the future. So all this, see what we all need finally is to be heard, to be understood, to, you know, to have empathy. Uh, and most of the problem is solved. And therefore, what John Gottman said is very true. Every conflict is an opportunity for the couple to know each other better and love one another more. Yeah, I also observed that in that situation, uh, you begin to identify not only what the underlying issues are, right, but you are able to um, size it up. Because, for example, I want my mom to stay here. Oh, it's a long-term thing. Hmm. All right. I mean, years. How can I, you know? So the, the, all the fears start becoming really, really real. So knowing that, instead of saying, "Oh, you should stay here," maybe try it for a week. Try it for you know, you know, for a while, for a few days. That will relieve her of that fear. And I think this applies for many other things that we want to do. Sometimes we want we are wanting to rush things mm -hmm. because we think that that is what we want, but other people cannot take it. That's right. So if you understand uh, the, the other person better. We will not suggest that. We will first uh, give the other person bits and pieces that you know they can bear, and
and that will relieve a lot of stress, a lot of fear, and you know, a lot. Uh, we can avoid mm. uh, the conflict situation there. Yeah. Right. Um. And I thought the other one that uh really uh, uh I observe even in myself whenever uh, we are trying to discuss on on big issues or what is uh, sometimes anger. You know, creeps in. Mm. All right, and uh, there's no way that when you're angry, you can resolve anything. Mm-hmm. So, it's important for you for us to, uh, you know, withdraw a bit, you know, exit for a while. Uh, when you exit, do not, uh, you know, sometimes in the heat of the moment, sometimes we or anyone want to leave the house. That's a no, no. Mm. All right, go to your room. You need some space to to calm down, uh, but do not give the signal that you are, you are abandoning the problem. Mm. You don't That's want right. to talk about it. Right, because that already that's set on walling already. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that starts this thing about whatever you try to do after that, that memory of or that perception, you know, of the other partner thinking that you think that it's not important. Mm, that's right? right, and you are abandoning me. You are abandoning the problem, and you don't care. And all these things become, uh, you know, very. That's a new problem now. Yeah, <laughs> it's blown out of proportion, and for you to after you have cooled, cooled down, you should re-enter again. You should come back again. And before that, don't straight away go into the topic. You know, this is where sometimes you want to rush into solving a problem or issues. Test water first, mm-hmm. you know. Add a bit of humor. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, do the, what I, what I was thinking just now, you know, physical touch, sometimes it helps, you know, to relieve some stress, you know. And, uh, well, to me, sometimes just good actions cannot beat, all right, mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think, Maybe I'm just cheating. I'm just pretending, you know, trying to trying to make her happy mm. or make him happy. But don't worry. From my experience, whatever you do, good thing that you do, over, even though the reaction, the reaction is not good, it will remain there and will have effects later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Little things matter. All the little gestures matter. But at the right time, you know, at the right time, because you know. Touching, for example, you know, if you try to touch your wife when you're in a heated argument, she'll say, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's not the right time. <laughs> that's not the right time, you know. Uh, you get bitten, you know. It's yeah, like touching yeah. a angry cat. Are you beating cat. me? <laughs> that's physical. I- I'll sue you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so choose the right time, please. Yeah, what you said, you know, time, time out. Time out is, yeah. is definitely an effective thing. And uh, John Gottman recommends 20 minutes. 20 minutes is a, long enough for all the adrenaline and cortisol that is in your blood system uh, to be re-exhorbed by the body, yeah. you know. And so when you come back to discuss that same issue again, it would be almost like you have never talked about it before. Yeah, you know, yes, it's yes. a clean slate, you yeah. know. And now your, your brain is fully engaged, especially the thinking part of the brain. Now you can have a reasonable, rational, and, you know, calm conversation together. Now, the skill, the skill that couples need to learn how to do this is also very important. I mean, if you just imagine, all right, you started the conversation and then it slowly gets hotter and hotter and hotter. Now, you need to have that self-awareness and you need to be really attentive to know, okay, things are escalating, things are escalating. So, the couple can have an agreement, okay, of course, before all this happens, we're going to give each other a secret sign, you know, a secret code, okay? It could be a word, it could be a hand signal, it could be, you know, a wink of an eye or something mm-hmm. uh, to signal to one another, all right, we need to take a break, mm-hmm. okay? Now, there's this very interesting story which uh, was shared with us. 
uh, it's a real story. So this couple, you know, there's this couple, and uh, so you know what their their secret code is. When they when they see that their conversation, their their discussion is getting a bit heated, you know, and uh, they're not going anywhere, and if you just continue, it's going to yeah, yeah. blow up. The husband will look at the wife and says, you know, and this is in America. So in America, you know, they wear shoes even at home. Okay. okay. The husband will look at the wife and look at the feet, you know, and say, oh, those are lovely shoes. <laughs> Every, I mean, it, it, <laughs> okay, there must and be that, some reason why that works. No, that, that's, that's just uh, the, the agreed signal. I mean, they, they have talked about it before. No, that's breaking the ice, right? Or something like kind, that. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of breaking the ice. It's kind of, you know, uh, breaking the momentum yeah. so that the, the, the argument doesn't escalate any further. All right. And because it's humor, hmm. Okay, it really, it really, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it just puts out the fire quite quickly. And it's a signal to them that, look, we are going into dangerous territory. We need to stop right now. You see, so couples, you know, they can think of anything, funny things, you know, hand signals, a word, you know, and things like that. Uh, so they just need to agree on it. Okay. Uh, now, imagine if this couple did not talk about it before and did not agree on it and then the husband in the in the middle of that serious discussion say the same thing <laughs> say lovely shoes you know the wife would say yeah. don't change the subject ah yeah okay <laughs> yes yes you know you're changing the subject you're trying to avoid yeah. this important yeah. issue you know let's yeah. solve it yeah so it's important to talk about it before you know during peacetime mm. talk about it agree on it and then start to practice it okay. i thought these so-called uh, rules of engagement it's very mm, important. That's right. I mean, there are many probably and for different couples, different way. But one I thought is uh, useful uh, for, for me at least, although it doesn't always work, uh, have this agreement not to argue inside a bedroom. Oh, because okay. because in a bedroom, in the bedroom is where, you know, nice things are supposed to happen. Uh -huh. I mean, that's your last bastion, you know, of, of uh, it should be. Yeah? Sanctuary. It should, yeah, sanctuary, uh -huh. yeah, it should be. Yeah? And uh, have, have that rule. Mm. And uh, because sometimes um, you want to you know, stop things away from your kids, you know. Uh -huh. You think that, you know, there's the best place. But sometimes if you try to do that too much, you cannot relate. You know, the emotions, the body sometimes cannot relate. You know, when you want to have your intimacy time, those things become, uh, the memories start starting uh, together. Okay, okay. And it does affect, to me, it does affect. Because yeah, it can, yeah. the sights, the sound, everything, mm -hmm. the space will have an emotional uh, effect on you. So, just yes, an, an example. So, it may not work for everyone. Um, but I thought that is a one, uh, one, a one example that we can we can we can have, uh, and using the word phrase, you know, uh, some type of humor at the right time, at yes, the right place. Right time. Yes. <laughs> don't don't do it wrongly. Also may help. Yeah. Yeah. Now for guys, I really want to share this. You know, we use the word conflict to you know to to kind of cover a lot of things. It covers disagreements, disputes. You know. All kinds of things we just lump it into one one basket called conflicts mm. but actually conflicts is more than just um, disagreement you know disagreement is a disagreement disputes are disputes conflict is something even more than that mm. conflict is one it's a situation where one person of course involves two people maybe more but one of them at least one of them feels that my will has been taken away from me or my freedom to exercise my will and to fulfill my will is being taken away. Mm. It's a sense of powerlessness, mm. right? The other person has taken my power away. Mm. Okay? Like employee-employer. Mm. When the employer makes a certain decision 
sometimes employees will feel, wow, you're taking my rights away, taking my privilege away, you know, and things like that. And that's, that is a conflict. It's not just a disagreement, right, right. it's a conflict. Mm -hmm. Now, it, this can happen in a marriage where one partner, you know, uh, just give you an example. In, in many couples, the man sees themselves as the final decision maker. Mm -hmm. All right, the buck stops here. Okay, mm -hmm. you're talking about responsibility. But decision making can be shared. Okay, but some men have been brought up or have this mindset that you know I make the final decision and make you know, and uh, whatever I decide, my wife should submit and follow. Now, that can be problematic because you know the wives who are also human, all right, and today women are more liberated and more uh, you know independent thinking. They want to share in the decision making as well as responsibility and authority. Um, and they might feel, and I, naturally they will feel that their power has been taken away. So, in a conflict, or to avoid this conflict situation, I would advise men to share power. To share power with their spouses, <clears throat> excuse me, to share power with their wives. And how do you, they do that? Very simply, to be open to their wives' input, all right? And not just input. Because when you say input, it's like, okay, tell me your point of view. Mm -hmm. All right, I've heard your point of view. Now <laughs> I make the decision. <laughs> decision <yeah. laughs> no, it's still a no. Huh? Yeah, it's still a no. Uh, you know? Decision okay. made, decision made already. Correct, you know. Okay. So, so what should it be? So not input. It's but... not just getting input. It's yeah. accepting your wife's or your spouse's influence. Okay? That means don't just listen and say in your mind while you're listening, I'm still right, I'm still right, I'm still right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But accept their influence and says, okay, all right, I'm willing to go along with what you say. Okay. And if anything goes wrong, after you have made the decision, okay, and accepting your wife's influence, anything goes wrong, don't say, you see, it was your decision. Yeah. You know, it's a joint decision. So that word joint decision. So instead of compromise, somebody lose, somebody win, or even sometimes both lose. Is collaborate, right? Correct. To cooperate, That's collaborate, and mm -hmm. come up with solution that both own, both are responsible. It's our solution. So mm -hmm. I was thinking of, of, of one method or one technique, all right? To so God, we will have my way, your way, or the highway. <laughs> or the highway. So it shouldn't be that, right? All right? It should be our way. So there must be an agreement, a list of things. Okay, this is your way. You like, uh, you know, the shoes you put this way. I like to put it that way. What is our way? Agree on. Agree mm -hmm. to disagree. Mm -hmm. Even though you don't get your way, but at least if you want peace, you want happiness, subscribe to the our way. <laughs> or you can have two different shoe racks. One for the wife, one for the husband. <laughs> well, you can afford it, the space and so on. You know, why not, right? So let's let's end this for now. And uh, we hope uh, we hear yeah. you again. And then uh, we get the rest of the audience to be with us in the next episode. Okay. All right. Bye-bye for bye. now. This podcast is brought to you by Iman Catalyst Community which is missioned to elevate hope by transforming lives through social education initiatives as well as personal development programs. We are the medium that come in between NGOs and their beneficiaries to enhance their sustainability and impact. If you'd like to know more, connect and collaborate with us, you can reach us at Facebook and Instagram at Iman Catalyst, that's spelled E-M-A-A-N, and we would like to work and partner with you.
Thank you so much for tuning to this week's conversation. We hope that this episode helped you in your transformational journey as dads. If you like this podcast, make sure you review, follow, and share it with your friends. For more episodes and resources on fathering, check us out at We Are Dads Too on Facebook and Instagram. We would also like to hear your comments and questions. So, please feel free to share them on our FB and IG pages and also our Twitter and be connected to other dads too. Until next time, let's take the next step to be the special dad we are meant to be. Take care and stay safe.